Hey there, my lovelies, and welcome to episode 177 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. Kind of just hit me how close we are to 200. I mean, I know that's a lot of weeks away, but still, like this year, we're going to hit 200. That is, uh, wow, wow. We guess we need to do something fun and special for that guy. Um, this is, I think, the first time that I'm doing a two-part series or two-part episode. Uh, I've definitely had some where I've said, and next week we're going to talk about blah, but this one I'm specifically breaking down. Uh, we're talking about lowering the barrier to entry. And today we're going to talk about how to do that with movement. And next week we're going to talk about how to do that with nutrition. And whenever I say lower the barrier to entry, I just mean let's make that initial step something that is easier. A lot of times we make the first step a bit too hard, and that's why the habit doesn't stick. That's why, what, this episode is coming out in the beginning of February-ish, and um, yeah, I would guess that you probably have a New Year's resolution that has not stuck, or you've heard of a friend that has one that hasn't stuck. And I'm going to take a stab that their barrier to entry was too high, and that is the main reason why we didn't make the thing go along with us. So let's change that. Today we're going to talk about movement, and one thing that helps me get moving is coffee. So go grab yourself a nice warm, yummy cup of coffee, or whatever the heck is going to make you smile, and let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I am your host, Danielle Talley. In this lovely corner of the internet, we will talk about all things movement, from strength training to mobility and yoga. We'll dabble into mindset a little bit. We will most definitely talk about nutrition and, of course, this crazy thing called life. So if any of those topics just made you smile, throw on your headphones, grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, one thing that helps me whenever I am on the go. Today's episode talks about movement. One thing that helps me, even if it is on the go, like I have a busy day, on the go because I'm traveling, whatever it may be, Frey skincare helps me to not look like a sack of shit. <laughs> I know I should probably practice a more positive self-talk with that, but I'm just being honest. Uh, I have literally been working with them for like four, five years now. I don't even know, but um, they are fantastic. I use them morning, sometimes noon and night, especially as the seasons change or we're in this very like cold climate. Uh, I say very cold and I know there's some people that listen that are way farther north than I am and you probably just rolled your eyes, but here in Virginia, it's cold for this Florida girl. So I... Uh, Making sure that my face is has a like, good amount of moisture is helpful. My face gets pretty dry during the colder time. Frey Skincare is where it is at. They produce a lot of products that are made for those on the move that are help to, or their, their products help those with a sweaty lifestyle. So if that is you, if you go to the gym, if your face gets sweaty, Frey Skincare is there to help you to make sure that you are still hydrating and giving your face all the love it needs. You can always use the code Danielle, spelled D-A-N-Y-E-L-L, or peep the show notes to get that quick little link and get you to save. All right, so let's talk about how to lower the barrier of entry when it comes to movement. 
This is one simple statement. Do whatever you need to do to lower the barrier to exercise. Period. Do whatever you need to do to lower the barrier to exercise. So one thing that I personally recommend, I'm going to say that you are somebody that goes to the gym. Like you go and you use somebody else's equipment. I do. One thing that has helped me to lower the barrier of entry is to have a little bit of at-home equipment. I have literally two kettlebells and one, or I mean, I have a few resistance bands. I do have other things like a jump rope and stuff like that. But whenever I use those pieces of equipment, I normally don't bring the other stuff out and along for the ride. I just have two different weights of kettlebells and resistance bands. But my amount of ideas and things that I can do with those three pieces of equipment is insane. And I'm actually going to pick on just yesterday. I worked, uh, so this is a Monday that I'm recording this on. I worked like about 10 hours on a Sunday. And my goal was to be able to get to the gym at a very short potential two windows to be able to make that happen. And each one, something just didn't work in my favor. Like if I was off by 10 minutes, I then wouldn't be able to make it to the gym to get everything done that I needed to do. So whenever both those things were not going my way. I did take a moment to listen back a few episodes whenever I basically say, should you be resting or are you just like needing motivation? Uh, There's a few questions in there that I talk about checking in to see what your sleep is like, what your hydration's like. And I did take a moment to stop and ask myself those questions. And whenever I realized, nah, dude, you should go to the gym. I was like, okay, but I can't unless I want to get there whenever they have 10 minutes before they close. And I know that's not a smart idea either. So I went to, I was about 30 minutes of movements with my kettlebells. My point of this is, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this here in a second, kind of give you some more examples, but I do think that one way to lower the barrier of entry when it comes to movement is to be okay with switching up your type of movement. If your goal is to go for a five mile run and it's pouring down rain outside, you don't have access to a treadmill Maybe this is not the right time for you to go for that five-mile run. But could you step on your yoga mat? Could you, maybe you go through like some burpee work. If you want to talk about getting like training to your heart, burpees are no fucking joke. Um, So be comfortable with just switching up what the thing is. This would kind of lead me to maybe tip number two, which is even if the form of movement is the less optimal thing, Even if the form of movement is the less optimal thing, let's go for it. Let's do it. I could have just completely skipped my workout yesterday, or I could have switched it up and gone with something that is kettlebell band worthy. Now, I can say that for me in particular, um, I... I write my own workout, so it's easy for me to kind of swap those things out. This is where working with a coach can be helpful and somebody that will t- kind of tell you or give you workouts that are kind of like your workouts that can be plugged in wherever. So if you're working through a squat cycle, it's probably not going to be the best suit for you to like put your three squat days all together back to back to back, right? But there probably are some other workouts, an accessory day, a mobility day, a lighter overhead day that you can kind of mix around and change that up how you see fit. Maybe it's that it is no movement at all 
uh, that you are able to get to of equipment wise, but you are able to go out for the walk. You're able to go for the run, whatever it may be. So it might be the less optimal thing. If we listen to last week's episode where I took just a few little words and basically tried to show you how similar they are, even though they're different, we can kind of take that same mindset here. So uh, myself included, I go through times where I am like, damn, but I really should be at the gym. I need to be there for a full hour and I need to do this. And I'm getting like really frustrated because this is what my program says and this is what I need to do. But I own two fucking businesses and that shit is just sometimes not possible. What is possible though is me saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do a 25 minute workout. I'm going to go in and warm up for about five minutes and then I'm going to do this EMOM that's just very low impact. I have some air squats, I'm working on the rower and I have some kettlebell work. Uh, Something that I know I can kind of go in, get my heart rate up a little bit. That's my goal. Get out, right? So that might be the less optimal thing. Maybe I'm not going through the full lift of the day as well, but that's okay. That is one way to lower the barrier to entry. Another one is to talk about food. So we sometimes, especially if you're looking at a a higher training volume, you might need to make sure that you have a certain amount to eat beforehand, as opposed to like whenever you go to yoga, right? Like, I need to make sure that I have some fuel in me before I go on a heavy squat day, as opposed to if I step on my yoga mat, like I don't need as much fuel in me beforehand, right? Um, It might be, like let's say that you realized, okay, I'm liking this whole waking up early and going to the gym early once a week. That might be the day where what you consume beforehand is a little bit different. That is okay. It is not a bad thing to work out fasted. You just have to really learn your body. Fuel is very important. So if you have any questions, please reach out to me or to anybody else that uh, works in this field. But I do think that sometimes we put a little bit too much pressure on the thing. Sometimes it might even be just like maybe switching up the type of food. For example, for me, last week on Wednesday, I knew that I wanted to go for a run. I was at the point where like Wednesdays for me, majority of the time I'm trying to end my day early to get a little like half day in. And uh, as I was done with work, I was like, okay, I kind of want to go for the run right now. I don't know how or why, but I, this was in January. I'm recording this a little early. Um, And we had like, it was like 72 degrees. Uh, my body was like craving to be outside. And I was like, okay, I could go now. But if I go right now, I'm probably going to get hungry. I'm about to turn around. So I just ate something really light. I had a rice cake that I like. Like, I mean, normally I would not consider that much of a substance at all. But it was just a little something. My point is don't like overthink this portion. It might be that you have just a little something right before you work out. And that's okay. Maybe you are working out fasted. It's an okay thing. You're not going to die. Feel free to talk to somebody to get some more information, but also just listen to your body. I promise you it's going to tell you whenever it needs some fuel. I know I'm kind of backtracking here, but let's remind ourselves that if banded or body weight workouts are the only form of strength training that you have the time, the space, the ability to do at that given moment, that's okay. Do that. That is you lowering the barrier to entry. Let's say that your program was for you to go through five sets of heavy squats 
and then you had some other form of a workout that probably still had some weighted squats in it. If you had no way to get into the gym, could you maybe do something at home that is like, I'm going to do 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off of air squats for 15 minutes. You're probably going to get through a good chunk of air squats. Your legs are going to be on fire. You did something. Guess what? That's body weight. So you probably don't have to have as much of a warm up. You warm up your hips, your ankle, your core for let's say three to five minutes. Give that guy a go. You just moved for less than 20 minutes as part of your strength training for the day. Now, do I encourage you to add in weights to your strength training? A thousand percent. Would I rather you move through air squats than nothing? Yes. Yes, I would. So that is another way for us to lower the barrier of entry whenever it comes to movement. Maybe group fitness is the only way that you're going to show up. Then keep going to those classes. I work with some people one-on-one where they want to be with me five days a week. But they're realizing that they need more accountability than that. So I have some people that do group fitness classes like two days a week and they use my programming the rest of the time, three days a week. Because they're realizing that like that extra push, that extra oomph that they get from having somebody next to them doing the same thing is what they need. Maybe for you, working one-on-one with somebody like me is, is not what you need right now. That's okay. If and when you're looking for it, you know where to find me. I do think that some forms of group fitness can potentially not get you the goals that you want. It is fun. It is exciting. You're going to learn. You're going to build a fantastic base. But picking on something like Orange Theory, around here, and uh, it's starting to spread, I think, throughout the U.S., Burn Boot Camp. Those things are what I like to call a good stepping stone. It gets you interested into different movements that you might have never done before. But there's definitely a plateau. You're going to hit this wall where your body needs more. It needs more variety. It needs more weight. But if maybe that is your way where you're like, okay, on Mondays, it's just so crazy and I can't think and I I need somebody to give me something, then girl, you go do that. That's okay. Maybe that's where you're starting and that's also okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Are there certain weights, certain programs, certain steps that you need to do if you are looking to achieve specific goals, like lifting, let's say 150 in your bench press. Yes. Do you need to train a specific way if you are trying to PR your run? Yes. Do you need to be on your yoga mat for more than 10 minutes a day if your goal is to be able to actually get your butt a bit lower in a pigeon pose? Yes. It is also okay, and I would actually say it's more than okay, for you to be comfortable with showing up and doing something if that is what your life and time allow right now. The workout that you can and you will do, can and will do, are always going to be more important than the workout that you can't or you won't do. Touching on that can do or will do It's one thing if you can go to the gym and hit this squat cycle, but if you don't actually want to do it, well, that that right there is the barrier that we need to lower. Maybe right now that means that you need the accountability and you're going to the group fitness class. Fantastic. The workout that you will 
and you can do is always going to be better than the workout that you can't and the workout that you won't do. We want to reduce the barrier of entry. If that means that you have to do it less, great. If that means that you have to switch it up, take a different form of movement. I couldn't make it to the gym, but I went for a 20-minute walk. Fantastic. Focus on the something over nothing. A phrase that I swear I need to get on a damn t-shirt. Which, speaking of shirts, if you have missed it, there is TCY swag that is in the show notes. So give that little peep. Sometimes what you wear is going to help to get you in the gym. So maybe that's one way that we kind of lower the barrier of entry. All right, guys, that's all I have for part one. Next week, part two, we're going to take the same kind of mindset, but flip the script and take it with nutrition. I hope that you tune in there. And until next Tuesday, my lovelies, namaste and slay boothang. <laughs>